I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. We're back with our friend out west, Glade Miller-Smith from FamilyFarmBeefBox.com. He has some wise words on dependence on others for us today. And uh, welcome, Glade. Thanks for coming on. Well, nice to be visiting with you, sir. I know you've got you've got a lot going on on your plate internationally and within our nation and big things. And, you know, we talked a little bit. Sometimes it's good to have a little bit of good news, too. You know, not, not lose sight that there are good things in the world there's good things going on to be grateful for not that we shouldn't be concerned about others but we need to all have something uh, to be fighting for that's something that has really come into my mind is there's there's conflict over here and you know we, we, there's some different political things going on at, at here within our own nation you know well, it's easy to get upset about what's going on and we need to fight against this. Yes. What are we fighting for? What do, what do we have to live for? Let, let's not lose sight of that. Let's, let's, once we get done with that conflict, we go home and we're glad because now we can do what? Now we can do this. And, and maybe things are a little simpler out here on the farm. I don't know. You know, we, we feed cows. We, you know, we raise crops. We, it's easy for me to lose track of, Man, there's a big conflict going on over here. Um, but uh, just hit that old button there. You know, I, I was studying this morning and reading, and, and I, I was reminded that, brothers, I urge you more and more to walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. And I think of, like, there's, there's I see such a push of people want to sell their home and buy a plot of land and 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 start raising food and build themselves their own home and and there's an appeal to this and I, I question what is it that's really driving that appeal and there's a concept that that god gave us i believe that he wants us to be dependent on no one mm-hmm. you know that he wants us to be able to provide for ourselves but what does that look like when it really plays out and you know does does god want us is it even good for us to just be on a little rock in an island and like, oh, no one's here and I don't need anyone. Well, I I came up in, in, in my own little brain here and, you know, we, we have our church and our community and our nation. You know, that that's our brothers. I urge you brothers 
to walk properly. Now, how should we be acting, working, living amongst each other? We should be an example to those around us. I urge you to walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. And, and I had a little story here as, as we, you know, what it looks like out in my part of the world when you're dependent on no story. one. We love your story. <laughs> to be dependent on no one. So, you know, if, I've got a, a grandmother who's, who's still with us. She's in her upper 80s. She still lives at home. Uh, but my dad, I imported my wife from Kentucky. My dad imported his wife from Maryland. We bring her out to the farm, you know, kicking and screaming, but they get over it eventually and then learn the life. Yeah, so we, we, uh, but my grandmother is still with us and we've got some aunts and uncles and cousins and, and it's a long ways over there when you've got six kids in a car uh, or a pile of money in airlines. We just, airlines, we, I, I'll, I'll skip that idea with six kids. Yeah. So, so we drive, but it takes a lot, it's a commitment to get over there. But she's my grandma, family, you know, sure. there, there we go. But when you're in my part of the world and you leave, I've got chores that involve more than just getting the mail. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you do? And so uh, for me to not be dependent on others, that doesn't mean I do it. Like that would mean if it was just me, that mean I, I never leave and I never go visit grandma because I'm, I don't need anyone else. Well, that's not the case because, you know, somebody's got to, you know, check my chickens and feed the calves and I got to go tend the milk cow and feed the cows and, and so on and so forth. You know, who's going to do that chore, you know? And so, but for me, my community, those, I got my neighbors right around here. Now out here, they're country neighbors. They're somewhere between, you know, a mile and seven miles away. But I'll, I'll uh, you know, and my wife asked me, who are we going to get to do our chores when we're gone? And Well, it's not the matter of can we find someone, it's who's going to draw the short straw. Like, they'll do it if I ask them to. Like, oh, sure, yeah. that's fine, but, you know. And then they get paid in chicken eggs for doing it. You know, it's, it's, it's not a well-paid position. But uh, but no, that whoever I ask, any of a number of people will say, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Glade, we'll help you. You know that that's what it looks like for me to not be dependent on others. As in, I'm not going to go call the state or an employment agency or or you know some outside you know organization. Like no, I'm I've got my people. I've got my brothers that we have a relationship with, and we care for each other. And, and if they're gone, you know what? I run over and feed their cows. You know, it's that's what it means to not be dependent on anyone. And, and that's why I, I think we're missing that and why there's such a desire to, I'm going to give up everything I have and go homestead. I'm going to go, I got to move to the country. I got to go. But but just keep in mind, you, you've got to not just build yourself and provide for your family, but, but we've got to make these connections within. If you're not in a church, get in a church. You know, if you're not, if you don't know your neighbors, get to know your neighbors, you know, and, and on a greater scale, this is kind of where, you know, my conversation with you and me, like we're Americans, we're on the same yeah. team. And so there's, there's different, there's different levels of, of this brotherhood of where we're not dependent on others. You know, as, as I watch what you're doing and, and it's unfolding as, as you, to be informed about things, trust your brotherhood, you know? So this it's is kind of, it's kind of like the original sharing economy, you know. It, it's mm -hmm. it's it's the original Uber, you know, <laughs> the original like Uber, that. you know. <laughs> and and I I'm reminded, I'm reminded of this, and and it kind of saddens me in a little bit. And I'm and I'm not gonna say anybody's name or anything, but it, we ship beef all over the country, and and regularly I'll I'll 
we're not super duper organized. I mean, I'm sitting there packing all the boxes and my kids help this and the other, but we, we try to be as organized as we can, you know, order comes through. I try to get it out the next Monday and occasionally somebody forgets, Oh, I'm going to be out of town. So they used to shoot me an email or whatever. And we actually get email out here on the farm. I love that. Fantastic. Great. So, you know, and they say, well, we're not going to be here. Can you, can you redirect the package? Sometimes I can occasionally I've, send it to somebody else like like yeah. it's already en route i had one at one time i had a package headed to florida and they were plumb gone or or maybe it was even like they had a bill come up and they needed a couple two three hundred dollars to pay this car bill or something you know don't worry i'll send you your money back and then <laughs> but if i ship that back to my place it's going to be rotten dog meat by the time it gets sure. there you know but uh so i call up another customer in florida hey i got a box of beef in florida can, can i sell you three hundred dollars worth of beef <laughs> Oh, sure. Send it to me. You know, and so I, I try to work with, because, you know, we're, we're a brotherhood. I'm going to work yeah. with you a little bit. But, but where it gets sad to me is, you know, we're going to be gone and the beef's on our porch. You know, can you can you do something else with it? And sometimes like I've already shipped it and I just ask him, can, can you have your neighbor go put that beef in the freezer? And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going to ask somebody to come over for a week or two every day to feed cows. Yeah. Surely somebody can put the beef in the freezer. Yeah. No. More oh, and and, I and don't feel bad if you're watching this and you're thinking I don't trust my neighbors and maybe you don't but like it, it's interesting to me to to realize most uh, a big part of our country doesn't think about it the way that I do. Sure just go grab your neighbor, you know, come into your house, do your, you know, put it in your freezer. It's not that way. And and I think Maybe you've got different neighbors than me and you don't want those neighbors in your house. But 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 this is an area I think we should work on. You know, the, the brotherhood that we have, let us walk before outsiders. Let, let's make sure that folks see a difference in what we're doing and, and be dependent on no one because we have each other. Well, I think people are going to be forced to do that soon, Glade. Yeah, wow. it's that's, you know, the, the little meme that I've seen that that has gone around that, you know, hard times make tough men. Mm -hmm. good, good times make weak men and on down the line eventually they're going to need to bind up together yes and and, and uh and they're going to have to do some real work completely know, agree completely agree so um what's going on in the beef world uh, are you what cuts are you specializing in right now what, what do you well I, I can say i am grateful when we get to colder weather because uh -huh. it's a lot easier to keep beef frozen <laughs> i can say that much uh -huh. Um, I'll speak a, uh, just a little bit on it's continued to be a question that we've had, you know, MRA and mRNA vaccines in beef and, and what's an update on that. And so I want to just clear the air a little bit that as of this moment, there isn't any commercially available mRNA vaccines being offered to the agricultural beef industry. Mm -hmm. That's what I can speak. I can speak to the beef industry. Um, it is something that is being tested now. Yeah. Now, so I've had to clarify my position a little bit because it's not currently commercially available yet. Our position is, should it become commercially available, we're not going to use it. Yeah. And, and I've talked to, you know, our, our veterinarian, we've got large animal, not every area of the country has large animal veterinarians, but, you know, we, he's, he's in agreement with, with this uh, prescription that we're just going to avoid that. Um, and it's not something that at this point I have been given anything that would mandate that I should use it. You know, that's been another question. Well, they're going to force you to use it. Um, and, and in my industry, 
uh, I, I, am, uh, I also work in cattle marketing. And so I, I work with cattle producers. I'm kind of uniquely qualified to be speak on behalf of cattle producers because we, we market breeding stock uh, through a company called Right Livestock from Idaho to Virginia. Mm. And so I, I, in my phone, there's thousands of customers that, that I have connections with as far as marketing their breeding stock. And, and if I call them, they say, hi, Glade. You know, this, this, so when I say that as of this point, they're not asking producers to, uh, to utilize mRNA, I've, I've got a significant list of contacts that I can, that, that we, we converse with that, that confirm that, no, this isn't happening yet. Now, what, what are people saying in the industry? Are, are they, are they worried about it? Are they looking forward to it? Are they opposed? To I it? have not, I have not talked to, you know, in, uh, you know, Western Nebraska. So that's where I am. That that's what I call home. We're uh, some, on some level, statistically, the most red population uh, of any district in, in the country. You know, there we're, we've got Omaha out east and we try not to claim them just like other places don't claim their cities, you know. So, but in, in our world, most people raise cattle. You know, that's predominantly what we do. And so when I talk to people in our area and, and, and broader, of course, um, it's either a combination of, no, we're not going to, or I had never heard of this because not everybody watches the same sort of news channels as what you and your and your audience does. Because right. like, like I mentioned earlier, it's easy to just get caught up on by the time you start getting chores done and finish getting chores done. I didn't have a lot of time to watch the news. You know, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> channel on and leave it on and let it go. Yeah. The yeah. Some people do that, but that presumes that you're, you know, inside, you know, true. true. Um, yes. So, so that that's there's some of that within the uh, the ag industry, but as I think back to uh, to the COVID era, and and I told my I told my wife, you know, within marketing livestock, and I never dreamed that beef would take off like it did through through COVID, but you know, everything's shutting down. You know, I, I thought beef might shut down a little bit, and and then marketing breeding stock with with these farmers across the country. You know, I, I thought that might slow down with COVID. You know what happened in the farming world? Everybody slowed down for a few days and then almost nothing was different because you still had to get up and you had to do chores and you had to feed cows and you had to do like everything was the same. It was honestly so refreshing to watch the news and then talk to all of the people that I knew and conducted business on a daily basis that we all as a collective agricultural livestock industry thought it was a joke. You know, no, like I... I tell people I got 3,000 some people in my phone. Nearly all of them raise cattle. As far as I know, I think I, I know three Democrats. Like that's, that's, that's the world I live in. Right. You know, and these people are not, like if you're worried about the agriculture industry as a whole, buying into, oh yeah, the government wants to, uh, uh, to make me use mRNA vaccines. You know what that, ag industry, I can say with confidence from knowing all these guys, they'll say, you know, the same thing when they say, hey, we want you to turn in your guns, come and get them. Right. Come catch my yeah. cow and give them a shot. Try it. You know, they, this, you're, you're talking about one of the, the holdouts of the conservative, family-oriented, you know, largely Christian base of the country. I, I, there, there's this vast concern about your food production. The good guys are on your team in agriculture. 
Good to I, hear. I really believe that. The good guys are on your team. You know who's not on your team? You know, ironically, now I'm, I'm, I'm rabbit trailing here, but uh, who's not on your team is is the government. Oh, shocker. Oh, man, you're, you're telling me the government is... And, and everybody asks me, what, what about, are you, are you certified organic? Are you, are you USDA organic? No, I'm not. Because I've read the standards and I understand. And they're not all bad ideas, but you know what it looks like to me? It looks like a system that was bought and paid for by lobbyists owned by billion dollar corporations who got senators to pass their USDA organic licensing laws. That, that favor, allowed favor their industry, essentially. Yeah, it, it you know, is it good? Is it better for the animals? No. Is it better for the crops? No. It, not everything is bad. Not it, it, there's some good things about it. it you know, it, but there's this misconception like, well, we don't want chemicals on our food. We don't. We we want it all certified organic. I got news flash for you. A lot of the organic crops have more chemicals on them than non-organic crops because there's loopholes that allow you to use other things. Like there's some name brand stuff that we're going to say is bad. But we're going to quietly go around the backside and and no, they, those crops still utilize different chemicals and sometimes more so than non-organic crops. You know, the, 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 the G, oh, everybody's no, don't don't use GMO grains. Don't use They're genetically modified. You know what they're genetically modified with? They crossed a corn plant with a petunia with a petunia plant because then you know what happens is the petunia plant is naturally resistant to insects and bugs that would eat the corn plant. So when you cross the corn plant with a petunia plant, now you don't need pesticides. You wanna go buy GMO free corn that hasn't been crossed with a petunia plant, you know what it has on it? Pesticides. Hmm. Now, so you, you wanna talk about the people you can trust, then this is why, I'm, honest to goodness, one of the reasons why we are family farm beef box is because I represent family farmers i wanted to be a voice because i believe in these guys not i mean there's a few bad apples here and there but you know every industry is is made up of people and people aren't perfect well now you got to do a whole show on gmo foods with you yeah i i you know, it, you know there's an interesting uh proponent of gmo foods bill nye the science guy I don't agree with him about everything, but go back in time and find Bill Nye, the science guy. And he came out in the last few years or so with a special little show specifically on G. That's where I learned about the petunia was from Bill Nye, the science guy. You know, he said, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad until he studied. And he was like, well, this is all right. What's so scary about the dreaded petunia? No, it, it's it's um, so I guess quoting my source. That's my source. Bill Nye, read, the science he guy. doesn't have a science degree. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that maybe my source is all washed up, but that's I'm where I got sure. it from. Okay, all good. But, um, but no, I, I, I don't trust. I, I got trust issues with the government, mm -hmm. and when they tell me that this is the way you have to raise your livestock and this is the way you have to raise your crops, I mean, I, I've studied it, but from someone that that's all I've done is raise livestock and raise crops, I'm gonna say it's not as healthy as you think. Like we're putting our like we don't trust the government for all of these other reasons, but this one area of food production, oh yeah, it's government organic. That's the one area that the government has really shined, and they're really perfect in this area. If yeah. you want to believe that, okay. But but from an ag production standpoint, I tell people I want our cattle to be as naturally healthy as possible. I, yeah. I do. That but 
But common sense goes a long ways. Moderation in all things, yes. You know, is, is there such a thing as like doing too much for your animal? You know, I probably do. I probably do too much for an animal and give them too much antibiotic because it's dying. And I'm, I, and I, and antibiotics are expensive. They're 20, 30, 40 bucks a dose. And I'm, you can go out there every day and you're doing this again and again. And, and probably I gave them too much antibiotic, but I, but you know why? Because the animal is dying. Yeah. And there's a slim chance that I might be able to help it get turned around. It's suffering. It's losing weight. It's thick. Now it can't stand up. I drag a bucket of feed out to this cow that can't stand up, you know, and I bring it feed and water and that cow is dying. You know what I do? I waste my money on antibiotic thinking maybe it'll help it. Right. And the, the folks in the city, they're like, oh, you give your cat antibiotic? Yes, there's a chance it might help the cow. There's a chance it might help the cow. Of course I give antibiotics. You know, a little known fact about the organic regulations. If you have a sick cow, per their regulations, you have to give it or you have to treat it with antibiotic. Hmm. Nobody knows that. Because you know why? If you don't treat it for that sickness, it's suffering and dying and it's cruel and unusual punishment to the animal. So within the organic system, yes, you have to treat that animal. It's, 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 and now then it gets kicked out of the program, you know, and, and so now it's not healthy anymore, but, but obviously you have to treat it because, I mean, I, I don't believe, I don't believe people are more, I don't believe animals are more important than people, but I do care about my animals. And that leads to good beef and tasty beef. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to brag, but I, I I tell people we don't know too many things about too many things in Nebraska, but we kind of got this beef deal figured out. Blade, thank you. Anything else you want our audience to know on this uh, this round of our our, our fireside chats? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, walk properly before outsiders. Be dependent on no one, and go check out Family Farm Beef Box if you want a better place to get your steaks. <laughs> I, we're 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 in agreement there. My we uh, we're having schnitzel tonight with some of your beef. I'm told so. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Blade. Thanks. Take care.